All right, welcome back to another episode of the Rivalry Podcast. You, of course, have Ryan and Cody here, and we are talking all things hockey. Today, um, much like for the last couple of episodes, this was something that we hashed out like two hours before the episode, um, but it seems to be working for us. Um, we keep having good quality content and good quality shows, at least we feel, so and the five of you that are, or the not five to nine of you that currently listen to us agree too. So, hey, I mean, if it's working, it's working. Um, so, we're just not really going to do a deep dive on the rosters, but um, we're going to switch it up again this week. Uh, we're going to do a quick recap just because Toronto and Buffalo have only played two games. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, trade rumors, things that we've heard, um, like what we've seen people want, um, like a lot of people want. And like moves that we want made, which I think for both teams, I don't know about you with Toronto, but there's a lot of moves that I think Buffalo needs to be making that they're not making. Um, and again, back not to beat a already dead horse, but goes back to the conversation about NHL GMs just not making the moves that they need to make in the timely manner that they really need to make them. But uh, we'll get into that. Um, I'll, uh, I'll start off with, with Buffalo and the absolute distress that they suffered against Washington in Washington. Much like you see with Toronto and much like I see with Buffalo, Twitter, Sabres Twitter lost their minds again. It's the end of the season. <laughs> There were like nine games into the season at that point or like 12 games into the season or something. Just like absolutely lost their minds. It's the same old Sabres, blah, blah, blah. Should we have had like three goals on us in the first uh, period? No. Um, but, I mean, people are forgetting that. Oh, excuse me. Washington is a very good team even though it's not the same team that went out and won the Stanley Cup a couple seasons ago. But, I mean, Close. Washington is still a good team. Um, we absolutely got demolished. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, that that's – like I said before, I don't believe – I don't believe in saying that uh, it was, you know, it was the offense or in this case, you know, the forwards that lost the game or, oh, you know, defense should have been better. Oh, it was goaltending. Uh, defense should have never let players get that close. They should have stopped more shots. Goaltenders should not have let six goals in, and offense should have put up more than one. I mean, it's all around. It's everybody failed. Um, so after that, we played the Islanders in Buffalo. 1-0 loss in uh, overtime, I believe. Uh, was it overtime? Uh, not exactly sure, but either way, 1-0 lost to the Islanders. Um, again, another year, a lot of people still underestimating the Islanders. Um, I mean, they don't have Robin Leonard in that, but that doesn't really seem to make any difference. I mean, still a good team, still hung in there with them. So um, clearly they bounced back after. I mean, because those are back-to-back games you're in in Washington and then turn around, come back to Buffalo and play. 
I mean, still to bounce back from a 6-1 defeat, uh, to come back and only lose by one to another team. Um, I mean, obviously, you want wins, but, you know, this isn't the NFL. You know, I'm not living and dying by each week. I'm There's eight games in a season, you know? Yeah, you're good. You know, you're good right now. What you should really be worrying about is, is trends going into December, but, you know, as a whole – conversation in and of itself but um no buffaloes uh i'm 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 thinking and i'm hoping that this week that they've had off um, you know they're uh to sweden in the beginning you know they've been to the city and they've been taking in the culture and the atmosphere and for a lot of people it's their first time being over there um you know but it's because you know like Olmark and Darlene um, and a couple others, you know, that's their, that's where they're from. So it's good for them to be back too. Um, I hope this week that they've had off will help in terms of so. nation. Um, I mean, you're going and you're playing Tampa in back-to-back games. Um, for here on the East Coast, it'll be 2 p.m. and then 1 p.m. Uh, Friday and Saturday for those games, but yeah, I'm excited to see uh, see what comes out of those games. So that's my recap for the Sabres. How about you for Toronto? Well, I want to go into the Sabres games too because there's a lot that I saw. Um, I watched the Capitals game. I did not watch the Islanders game because there was a Leafs game on. But the, the Capitals game, they didn't necessarily look terrible. Like – the score says it was a terrible game, but as you said, the defense kind of hung, hung them out to dry. Um, Yokohari got his first, or Yokoharu or however, got his first NHL goal, which is cool. Yeah. It's the only goal. Um, but they didn't look terrible. And then going into the Islanders game, um, I just looked it up. The Islanders did score in the first period, okay. and then – both goalies were outstanding the entire game. So both teams were on a back-to-back, Islanders and Buffalo. Um, Islanders played Tampa the night before and spanked them, too. It was 5-2. to But Islanders, we were just kind of talking about it, are on a 10-game winning streak at this point. So, like, they were hot already at that point. Yeah. Just started getting hot. You know, now that the streak's longer, yeah, they're probably about to cool off a little bit, hopefully. But it was it was okay. But going into the Leafs games, I finally have some, like, excitement for the Leafs again. Right. We won both of our games. It's two in a row, which is, like, unheard of this year. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, Toronto, we played Philadelphia, which should have won that game either way. Um, they played, like, absolute garbage. The entire game, but came out an 11-round shootout and won. Um, Only thing that I had to take away from that game is Anderson, traditionally, is really bad in shootouts. Like, Mm -hmm. really bad. And he did phenomenally. Phenomenal. It was great. He had 10 saves in the shootout out of 11 rounds. It was very good. Um, Spezza looked okay in that game. It was probably his best game as a Leaf, but still not great. Um, and, of course, with Scratch the next game, because why wouldn't we be? 
And then we played the Kings. Right. And game was looking pretty bad pretty much all the way through. We didn't let a goal in in the first period, but they still scored on us first. Um, it was 1-1 until like five minutes left in the game or something like that, and Matthew scored, and then like 30 seconds after, Neilander scored. So ended up winning 3-1, but it's just one of those games where you look at the score and you're like, oh, wow, Toronto actually played a good game, and they didn't. It was just kind of grinding and boring, and it got done. Um, Babcock seemed un, unreal happy about it being a boring game. That's apparently what he likes. Just slow. Not slow, that's the wrong word, but just grindy and not flashy. Right. Not good. Just, just boring. But a win's a win. Win's a win. And those were the two games. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. The the a win's a win type thing. No. Like it can be an ugly win, but you won. Yeah. Exactly. Take what you learned and fix it for the next game. Exactly. Exactly. The, I'm gonna be honest, that last half of the third when Matthews and Nylander got together like that, both of their goals were beautiful. Right. Both beautiful goals. Yeah. It looked like the Leafs were supposed to look. It looks like it energized them a little bit, so hopefully they can carry that into the game tomorrow, uh, which I believe they play. Yeah, they play the Knights, Golden Knights. So we'll see. Three-game homestand. Yeah, it's not bad. So it'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, have, that's, uh, probably, that's probably what they need right now. Yeah, with a with a day off in between each time. So we got LA was in Toronto, Vegas is in Toronto, and then I believe on the ninth, which is Saturday, we play Philadelphia again. Yeah, that shouldn't be bad. I mean, both of our teams have been bebopping around, not just the U.S. but with Buffalo and Sweden. I mean, the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they get a few days off for that, though, and then they'll get a few days off afterwards, so that's cool. Right. But, yeah. And then, of course, we go to, back into a back-to-back right at the end of this three-game homestand. So, right. fun, fun stuff. But we play Chicago on the back-to-back, on the back half, so it shouldn't be, shouldn't be terrible. So, so you were saying this right before. I mean, this is a podcast, and it's recorded. It's not going to come out for a while, so obviously listening to this People are going to know, but uh, Twitter notification just popped up. News for you, Blues trade, Robbie Fabry to Red Wings for Jacob De La Rose. Yes. Which seems like a uh, – you, you said you didn't – you said that it shouldn't – not really that it shouldn't happen, but like that you didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming because I just – it's not a – it's not a blockbuster trade by any means. I mean, it's just uh, – Like it's just a trade. It, it gets a body in Detroit and gets a young kid on St. Louis. So it's 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 a okay trade. I think St. Louis comes away with the win. But I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Fabry. I never have been. I just I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Jacob De La Rose, you know, I don't care so yeah. much. Um, maybe shaking things up a little bit will help, but they're both both teams are kind of on a tear right now. Um, Detroit's record doesn't really show that, but they have been playing pretty decent hockey from what I've seen. Yeah, uh, besides, predictable. They're good some nights and they're bad other nights. Yeah, they they've lost a lot of. Uh, close games um these past two games they got blown out pretty hard um so hopefully they're cooling off like you know gonna start playing like detroit should i think they're three games in a row that they've lost four games in a row damn how long of a streak are they on yeah four game losing streak right now so but their last win came against the Oilers. Right. You can beat a team that's got the best line, well, second best line in hockey right now this year, and who's been very hot with Dryside and McDavid, and both of them tearing up right now. But you can beat them, and then you go and lose four games in a row with pretty big margins. Right. Well, it happens. Game of hockey. It does. Again, uh, games, it's a lot more unpredictable than if you're playing, like, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, all right, so trade rumors and uh, what we've seen uh, that people want. The biggest thing, um, obviously, that we've seen, I talked about it when I was on the Saber Spot podcast. We've talked about it before. You've seen a million and one people talk about it. Is Rasmus Ristolainen? I mean, he was he was the entire off season, end of last season, really picked up during the off season between what people want and what people were saying, uh, myself included, um, about Ristolainen. Was that not only does he need to be moved, but that he's going to be moved? There were rumors. I'm going to, um, I think probably the strongest and most persistent was Winnipeg, which makes the most sense out of almost any other team in the league would be Ristolainen yeah. Winnipeg. Um, I mean, you're not going to get line in return for him, which a couple people said was going to be the return. And so unless, you know, we were sending Darlene or Jeff Skinner or Eichel with him, uh, there was no way we were ever going to get line eight, but that's besides the point. Um, no, but the one, the one rumor that I was a part of was one that was going to send him to Vancouver. We were talking about that before the show and you said that you had remembered that. So, um, myself and, uh, somebody else, um, that I talk with a lot about, um, about hockey and stuff like that. Uh, we're both approached by, two separate people uh, that said that he was going to go to Vancouver and that, you know, they knew somebody within the front office or actually somebody part of the family that owns uh, the Canucks and was saying that basically it was, it was um, content. What was that? Contingent on. Yeah. It was contingent. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. It was contingent (laughs) on. Um, it has been such a long week and I'm just, I'm usually like energized and jazzed up and I'm sitting here looking at the clock and I'm like, I could pass out right now. Yeah. Right. 
usually up till four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Um, but no, it's contingent on uh, Tanev being traded. I can't remember. I want to say it was it was maybe the Capitals. Um, I don't know. There was so many rumors around Tanev uh, going yeah. around last year. Definitely, it was definitely an East Coast team, like an Eastern Conference team. Um, I don't think it was at Atlantic. I, I, I like I said, I cannot remember exactly. Um, but it, it was like it was either Tampa Bay or or Washington that Tanev they were talking about trading Tanev to. But only if that happened would um, they have traded. Like like the trade with Buffalo was already set up. They just had to wait to move Tanev. Obviously, that never happened. Um, and that trade never happened. And like anybody that posts trade rumors, true or not, got a lot of crap for it. <laughs> Yield Twitter. Um, with, you know, the, the same crowds in Sabres Mafia or Sabres Twitter, whatever you want to call them. Again, I'm half delirious at this point. But, um, and I'm not going to name names, but uh, just the same people that you see in the groups of, of whatever – hockey Twitter that you belong to coming out and calling BS on it and BS on it. And, you know, where's the proof? When's it going to happen? And I'm like, it's going to happen when it happens. You know, if it does happen, obviously didn't happen. That doesn't mean that the rumor wasn't true. And that doesn't mean that the sources weren't true. It just means that the trade never happened. Yeah. There was nothing, you know, they didn't move Tanev, obviously. Right. They literally said, it's only going to happen if this happens. And they're like, okay, well, where's the trade? And it's like, okay, well, they didn't move Tanev. So they're not going to move for Ristolainen, which yeah. could have been good for us, could have been good for whatever team. I mean, it, it seemed like it was going to be a beneficial trade for all three of the teams that were involved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he he was the biggest one coming out of this – uh, this off season in terms of trades that they should have made. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the rosters for Buffalo, and the roster for Rochester, and I mean, there's not anybody else that people really want to trade it away. Um, I mean, a lot of people were looking at, you know, obviously trading other players, but Nothing was, was really as big as Ristolainen, so I'm wondering, you know, did you have a Ristolainen-sized trade, talk, rumor, want in Toronto? Really, the only rumor ended up happening, which was the Cadre trade. Right. Um, as I mean, we got Kerfoot, we sent Zaitsev to uh, Ottawa, CC, you know, the, the good stuff. Um, yeah, pretty much everything that was rumored happened. I, I think the the cadre trade was pretty big, the Kerfoot coming over, Barry coming over. Um, but otherwise, the defensive swap with Ottawa, which, you know, got rid of a bad contract, so I understand it, but I've degraded CC from AHL to ECHL at this point. So, oh, wow. Guy's a joke, man. Guy's a joke. 
he'll get there. He's he's getting used to a new partner. He's not used to how they play. He's not used to playing with a fast team. He, believe it or not, the past few nights, well, not the past few nights, last night, he looked good against the Kings. He looked good. Yeah. So he's, he just is proving to be the type of guy that is going to play well for you when it's a slow team. Yeah. It's an older team. That's fine. But that's not the majority of the NHL anymore. That's not who we're going to be facing in the playoffs. It's going to be fast teams. And he's just – I don't know if he's just too slow or if his positioning is just god-awful, but he just never seems to be – it could just be bad luck. I hope it's bad luck. Right. Because, I mean, we're stuck how, with him. How long – ago was the trade I mean you would think that even if he had a little bit of time in the offseason to to work with these guys that he would have picked up a lot quicker I mean maybe he's just a slow learner but really if you're a slow learner and slow to adapting you're not typically in the NHL so yeah I think um I don't think it's so much that but lines for I mean we pretty much swapped everybody as far as defensive goes you know we don't have um yeah obviously we had muzzin at the trade deadline last year Mm -hmm. um so muzzin's kind of new cc's new um barry is new so pretty much one person on each defensive pairing is new yeah so i think what babcock is afraid to do is put two new people together right instead of just sucking it up and doing it um he finally i think he did actually last game put barry with cc for a little bit and it was okay um barry who i've always been a fan of i've liked him a lot play hasn't has been kind of playing the same way cc yeah but i've been giving him a break because i like the guy you know he didn't come from a team I absolutely despise. Okay. So it's all up here, I think, for me. But, Barry, I think, honestly, the Leafs defense is there. Dermot's back. Muzzin's healthy. Everybody's healthy again. Right. And that was, there. The, that was the thing a lot of people didn't realize, I mean, for both of our teams, but a lot of teams in the NHL was they weren't coming into the season with a healthy roster. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, and I mean, it's it's starting guys. It's not depth guys. It's not guys that you're playing on your third and fourth line. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. it's top tier type guys. Like you know, for us, it was you know Brandon Montour um, was one of the bigger ones that was coming into the season with um, with an injury. I mean, Ugapeka Lukanen too, but that's uh, I'm going to talk about him when we talk about players on the roster. But uh, yeah, no, a lot of people didn't realize that. There's a lot of there was a lot of unhealthy players and a lot of injuries oh, yeah. in the season for for these teams. Yeah, I mean we have Hyman who's still out, Dermot who just came back. Once I mean Dermot came back, he's he's just been playing phenomenally, phenomenally. But it was kind of a blessing in disguise that he was hurt because we filled a position with Hole. And dude's been playing on our first line, our first pairing. He's phenomenal. He's been playing great. 
he's I think he lost his position last year to uh, Ojeginov, and that was terrible. Um, he's one of our KHL pickups and mm-hmm. went right back to the KHL because he was dreadful. Um, but Justin Hole is just playing phenomenally. So every trade rumor I've seen or everything that everybody wants is a big defenseman. And unless we can get a you know bare minimal player, we don't need it. We ha- we have it. We have Muzzin as our big guy. Hole's a good big guy. Dermot's not physical, but he gets it done. Okay, He's yeah. great with his stick. Um, the only other person I see people wanting gone for some ungodly reason is Nylander. I I don't get it. The guy has done phenomenally pretty much his entire career with us. Last year, yeah, he had his holdout, and it kind of messed him up. He didn't get the training he needed. He was pretty slow to start. Um, but Babcock just rails on the guy and rails on the guy. He benched him the other night. Like I, I, haven't, I was complaining about it the other day that he doesn't bench people. And then he benches one of the best forwards on the ice. <laughs> and you know, it wasn't it wasn't Elander's best game. But he wasn't playing terribly either. It was a mediocre game for him. You're gonna have it. But it is what it is. But I don't know. Then there's Matthews, who people seem to think is going somewhere. Which I don't get. I, I've seen no rumors of Matthews going anywhere. Zero. And people just make stuff up. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's not going to wait until he's, you know, his contract's up to go back to Arizona. They're going to trade him. Okay, no. Who are you getting back for Matthews on Arizona that we have money for? Kessel? No. As much as I would love to have Kessel back, I would love it. He's he's not where he used to be. He's still phenomenal, but he's not Austin Matthews. Right. I mean, Matthews, right now, he's been playing mediocre hockey and still has, I think, 12 goals on the season. I think he's tied for third. Like, And he doesn't even look like he's trying which is in itself a, you know, not a great thing. But like I've talked about, I wouldn't be trying right now either. I don't think anybody's trying. It's just everybody's morale is down. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, this game boosted a little bit. Um, after all the, uh, the Toronto media taking Doty's words and twisting it. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, I mean, Doty's a shitbag anyway, and I don't like him, but I don't put it past him to say stuff like that, but that he was talking about his own team and not yeah. the Leafs was kind of funny to me. Um, then came out and got steamrolled because, you know, that's who he is. 
so like when I first heard his comments, I f- and they they said it was about Toronto, and I listened to it. I was like, first off, that it very rarely happens in the NHL where you talk about another team like that. Yeah. But for a guy that's been in the league, uh, for a while now. You would think that he wouldn't just turn around and, and do that. But well, it was like, yeah, I don't. Maybe he's talking about his own team, but then like the caption to the video said that he was talking about Toronto. And I'm like, yeah, I said when asked about Toronto, and he, the whole reason they did it is because the Ovechkin, Ovechkin did it. Yeah. Went before we played them. Which made sense. We played the Capitals in the playoffs a few years back. Right. It's okay to ask them. And it's, it's Ovechkin. The guy, was a, it was a backhanded thing he said. I think he was really just saying it just to, you know, get on their side. Because, I mean, they took him to game seven and barely lost that series. So, yeah. I think it was six, actually. Yeah, it was game six. We didn't even do it. It's game seven. But it was a decent series. And I think the best that we've played in our playoff era here. But, yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't get Toronto media. They do all this nonsense. They they always say we're moving people. Um, Spezza, hopefully he has a spot on the team. But somebody – as soon as Heinen's back, somebody has to go. So we're going to see a Leafs trade here in the next few days. Yeah. Well, because, do, you, do you think it'll be a trade, or do you think somebody could get sent down to – So everybody that we have, because of how many games we're in, um, that gets sent down, it has to clear waivers. Okay. Like, we just called up Nick Patan. Yeah, I saw that. And instantly, Leafs Twitter went nuts. Like, oh, who are we trading? Because, you know, everybody assumed Hyman was coming back that game. Um, Me included. I was very stoked. I was like, oh, okay, who are we trading? Um, Hoping that it was CC and, you know, just stuff like that. But there's there's rumor that you know Patan could be leaving. He's one of the you know depth forwards that we have that has some value. He could right. easily be a third liner on a lot of teams out there. Um, shit, he could be a first liner on a lot of teams out there. Yeah, uh, just the kids. He's good. He's not really a kid, but he's good. He just doesn't fit in with a lot of the people that we have on the team. Um, It's going to be valuable somewhere. It's just not going to be in Toronto. Yeah, and I think he's valuable in Toronto. I'd love to see him stay. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see him stay. He's not valuable in Toronto, but like you just said, he doesn't really mesh well with with the rest of the room. And plus, I mean, you guys guys do have talent on that roster, and it seems like like things are clicking. It's more of a coaching issue and like a management issue than it is the players uh, most nights. But it, it seems like if you can get I mean if you can get a decent return in terms of in terms of, you know, mid round picks, maybe an, a, another player for the AHL or something like that, you know, I don't yeah. 
exactly what he would go for, what they would be angling for for a trade. But I mean, if you can get a good return out of it, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's always about the future. I mean, it's also always about it's always about you know right now let's win the season, but it's always about. Yeah. Right now, the future is bright. We have a ton of players. Um, honestly, I would not be surprised if they didn't just send Patan through the waivers and he gets picked up. Right. Um, they may – I mean, I'm sure they're trying to move him for picks or something, but it's – everybody knows in the league knows – where the Leafs are at right now, right? They have no cap space, and they have a they have a guy coming off of long term IR, which needs cap space. Everybody knows they have to make a move, so I don't see why anybody would give up a decent chunk of stuff or a decent return for somebody that they know they can pick up free. Right. Well, he. This was what two days ago that he got called up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know about how many days does it – like how long will it take him to clear waivers? No, it's 24 hours, but I don't think he'd clear. Okay. Well, I don't I mean, think he'd clear at all. So, what, you, you, so like, are we just like not paying attention and there was no announcement that he cleared waivers or are we going to find out tomorrow? Well, Oh, today. they didn't send them down yet. Oh, okay. So they yeah, he's still up. So Hyman, um, he's been practicing in a regular Jersey. He just must not be there yet, but they're within days before they have to activate him. Yeah. Unless something else happened that they didn't tell us. Right. Um, and at this point, there's a few different ways they could go, um, either trading or waving Patan, like we said, or Janssen. Yeah. Um, we just signed Janssen to a decent contract, um, but he has been not – I only use the word god-awful. Because he hasn't been. He's been all right. He, he does his job. He's gritty. He's, he's there to annoy people. Mm-hmm. And he does that. But he annoys me because he takes dumb penalties. Right. And it's hurt. The, the amount of stick infractions that the Leafs have taken this year, they're just being lazy. Like, it's not even – like, a lot of them aren't even bad calls per se. Like, they're just, like, lazy. Right. There was a bad call last night. They called interference on Kerfoot um, because apparently front, you know, in front of net battles can't happen anymore. Basically, somebody was right in front of Anderson and Kerfoot kind of moved him to get in front of him. Right. Didn't push him over, didn't, you know, do anything, just got in front of him. You know, bumped him, obviously, because that's how you do it. Right. And they called interference. <laughs> it was it was weak, but it is what it is. You know, it's I don't even care anymore. The penalty kill is fine. Um the power plays got awful, which is why I can't really blame coaching completely. The players aren't right. trying. 
they aren't trying. This power play, you know, you see our power play, they should be 90%. They, they should be blowing the league away. You have Marner, Tavares, Matthews, all on a power play together. Right. What other team has that firepower on the power play other than arguably Boston? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And then on top of that, Riley, who can shoot, and normally they, they, they normally throw Janssen or um, Kapanen or, you know, one of those smaller players in there as well. Um, it, it, it's a it, – to me, that, that – the skill on that should not have any issues getting shots, getting into the zone to begin with. And they're, they're over 13 or something like that in the last two games or the last three games. It's dreadful. Every time there's a penalty against the opposite team, I almost sigh because I'm just like, well, I don't want to watch this power play. <laughs> Because it's dreadful. But what can you do? I think they need to take Nylander. Just throw him on it. Why not? Why not? What do you have to lose? Try something. I mean, yeah, what do you have to lose? If you, if you, like, if you need to make changes, like now's the time to do it. December's not the yeah. time. January and February are not the months to do it. It's now. Yeah, that's and and that's the only reason. I mean, like you know, there's arguments for it both ways. Yeah, well, the players aren't trying. Okay, so swap the players. If that power play unit isn't working, why do we keep trying it over and over and over again? What's the point? Hell, start with the second unit. Because they've been doing a lot better between Kerfoot and Nylander on the power play. They're, get, they're decent. They're getting more chances. They're not getting more goals, but they're getting more chances. Right. Granted, they're giving up more chances, too, for shorthanded. But it, yeah. well, I, got saw, I saw that you had tweeted that. I mean, not to, not to extend this conversation any longer, but um, – um, no, I saw that you had tweeted that I think last night or earlier today or something like that. Just that Toronto just needs to get more pucks on that. Yeah. It's as easy as that. I mean, they had and I don't mean they have to try like they're getting enough shot attempts, but they're right. missing the net. Yeah. I mean if you why are these puck on net, I mean there's a fifty fifty chance it goes in. Yeah, I mean these are these are players that I mean, most of the people that are missing that, these are 50-plus goal scorers. Yeah. Nah. It could be. And, and, I mean, you have Matthews missing in that. Tavares missing open that from probably two foot away. And, I mean, like, open the entire thing. Put it right over the net. On a power play. It was god-awful. But it was his first game back. Second yeah. game back? Second game back. I don't know. He still has this giant pad on his hand 
that like above his hand protecting it and I think it's getting in the way but it is what it is they got two wins they were ugly with their wins we'll see tomorrow how I react yeah um moves that we want to that moves that we want to make um Luckily for this reason, this is why they make NHL video games. We can make these moves um, ourselves. Um, first off, for Buffalo, Bogosian uh, is on IR um, for this season. I mean, honestly, I, 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 like, I don't see him being traded – but, like, if you can get a deal for him at some point in the offseason or just let him go, I don't have his contract information right in front of me, so I don't know if he's a UFA. But, um, you know, just, like, like, just send him out. Like, he's not – like, he's not – not saying he's not a good defenseman, but he's not the kind of defenseman that, like, Buffalo is going for. I'd send him out. Don't need him. He's on IR. I'm sure you can play at this point. Um, they put Scandella on IR. Honestly, if it was me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that based on the defensive situation at the time. However, because they did it, I have to assume and uh when I was asked this on the Saber Spot podcast um a couple week uh a week ago, two weeks ago, um I would have to say that like Scandella's the guy that's gonna get traded. Um and they put him on IR, they can bring him off of it. He's probably going to get traded. I mean, he looked really good for the beginning of the season. I don't know how they don't use that to their advantage in, in flipping a mid-round pick um, or, you know, even a later pick, like a fifth or sixth. Um, plus, I mean, Buffalo has way too many defensemen uh, altogether. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would trade Scandella if it absolutely came down to it. Honestly, like we've talked about before in terms of, you know, teams are going to figure out what other teams are doing and, and find ways to game plan against it. Buffalo's third line, which for right now, you know, when you have, when you, have um, you know, Larson and Ocpozo, um out there just, you know, putting pucks on net and just, you know, not really caring if it goes in or not, kind of like that grind line. Um Good for now, but teams are eventually going to, going to, and I mean, we've seen it a little bit in games, are eventually going to game out how to stop them. I mean, all you have to do is trap them in a corner, and that's it. Like, they're, they're done for that shift. Um, so uh, I would trade Larson. Uh, I would sniff around for a trade for Jake McCabe. Um, again, nothing against him being – like, he's not a bad defenseman. He's a tough guy, but – he, how he's been in Buffalo for multiple head coaches. Like yeah. There's no reason that he needs to be here. Clearly it's not working out. It's not a guy that was just brought in and like, he's just still getting adjusted or it's not a guy that was brought in under Housley and he, you know, he wasn't used right. I mean, this guy's been here. Yeah. I, even before Bilesma, I think. I mean, just just so – I mean, he's just like – just sniff around. I mean, if not, that's great. You get to keep him and you get to keep a pretty tough guy who can go out there and grind. And, you know, it's whatever. He's still better than Bogosian um, in terms of being on defense. But, you know, I would sniff around for a trade for him. 
I would trade Kyle Pozo, which you're probably not really going to get anything for him other than like a seventh round pick. Uh, I mean, he's a 31 year old forward. He has that health pro ever since, ever since he had that health scare um, a season or two ago, two, three seasons ago. Now I think it two was. seasons, I believe. Yeah. Um, which it doesn't feel like that long, but it, it, it kind of was, um, you know, his play just hasn't been up there. I trade Akpozo. Uh, they brought up pilot, which I like, um, you know, he's been good over the last couple of years uh, when they bring him up to Buffalo. Honestly, and I might catch a lot of flack for this because I have, I don't understand why. Cool, I get it, analytics, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But why is Evan Rodriguez even a conversation on this team? Like, he just doesn't fit. I know that you have put up for him more than I've put up for him. But, like, like he was only brought to this team to play with Jack because they were line mates and teammates in, in Boston. But, like, he's not playing first or second line anymore like he was under Biles. Like he's playing third and fourth line. Uh-huh. Like, he's, he's not good. Or he's not that good. Like, he just – like, he doesn't have a place on this team. And I think that, like – they're just trying to, and a lot of fans are just are just trying to, like they're trying to shove the analytics down the throat. Where it's like, ah, but he does this, that, but like he doesn't, he, he doesn't have a place on the team. We already have other people like him that can go out and grind and probably put more pucks in the back of the net. Than yeah. He, but like he he was he was meant to be here to complement Jack Eichel, and maybe that worked in college, but like that's not going to work when you have. Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhart, um, and, and you know when you when you have talent like the, Victor Olofsson, even though you know he really hasn't been that active at, at five on five, but still power play. Like when you have guys that are talented or have the potential to have that much talent, you're not gonna you're not gonna find a place for a guy like Evan Rodriguez. Now, I would trade him to Ottawa. Ottawa was looking for at this point. Ottawa's on fire. They have no idea what they're doing. Why not offload? Get a couple, like get a pick. Yeah, like a third or fourth round. Like it's still going to be very. It's going to be a high third or fourth round. Like, I mean, if it's, if it's an Ottawa pick, if it's originally an Ottawa pick, but like, like offload to a team where he's going to be a first or second line guy. Oh, yeah, he'd definitely be a second-line guy in Ottawa. Yeah, so, like, send him to Ottawa. The only reason I'm saying Ottawa, I'm sure he could end up on another team. Honestly, if you put him – if you if we were to put him in the AHL, I think he'd maybe thrive in the AHL. Um, I think he's one of those guys that he's too good for the AHL but not good enough for second, first line. Right. NHL. I think honestly, the reason he's going to stick around until they get something good is he's not worth much. You don't need that many picks, and he's right. a good guy to keep around on your third or fourth line in case of injuries. His possession body. numbers are fine. He's a body you can put on the ice. Yeah, and it, not just that, his possession numbers are good. Oh yeah, again, he, he doesn't produce, but that's not so much his role anymore. No. He's there to kind of play shutdown on that third line and just wait for the line change. 
keep yeah. the puck out of the other people's hands. That's it. Um, and he, I think he does it pretty well. I wouldn't mind him on my fourth or third line. Yeah. Um, no, it's just... he, he's what is he's got he's got out of his second contract in the league, right? He's like a three million dollar player or some shit. Um, I can't remember exactly. But class. He went to arbitration this off season. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2.5 or some nonsense, I think. And it was – for that price, you don't get a player like that for that price no. very often. He's discounted. I think he's sticking around. Uh, yeah, I no doubt that he's sticking around. It's just, it's just people – and this is what grinds my gears. It's just people that try and shove it down your throat. With with like what you just said, they they try and make his role still like an elite goal scorer. No, he's not. He's more he's more play away from the puck than he is. A more of a defensive role. As you get farther down down that down the lines and down down the roster and the, the depth chart, I mean it's more you know players that are going to play defense. Jack Eichel's not playing a more of a defensive role. Casey Middlestaff's not playing more of a defensive role. Whereas, you know, he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would might be my thing. Uh next to Sabatka, I wrote why. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, when we uh it was I think it was the game right before Washington and we lost. We scored two goals. And the only two goals in that game were Sabatka and if I can remember here correctly. It was Sabatka and um, Scandella, I think, which were like the two people that everybody wanted to trade away. Sorry, Ristolainen, I think it was, which was the two people that everybody wanted to trade away. I don't think that Sabatka is limiting Skinner. I think he's there to help, like just to, like get the puck to him. Yeah. Not like if you watch, like Sabatka's not trying to score. He's done some pretty amazing things. He just hasn't followed through. I mean, he's 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 had some dirty dangles. He's made some, he's made some pretty impressive moves that you don't normally see from a 32 year old forward. Everybody wants on from this team. Um, so, like, obviously, like a lot of people clearly want to lose him. I'm indifferent to it. I think he actually helps. Um, now, if we got if we dropped him and finally signed Jason Pominville, who's currently a free agent, to a contract, do I think they would improve the line? Yeah, but honestly, like I I don't see people's issues with Sabatka as much as as much as they would. Uh, I don't see exactly where they're coming from. Next one would just be uh, VZ. Honestly, I'd be down for a trade. It's not going to look good on the front office. I know it's not going to look good on the front office. The only reason I'm saying this is because they brought him here to be a goal scorer. If you go back, Bottrell, that was literally what he said is, you know, we brought him here to be a goal scorer. He's not fulfilling that role. So they clearly want a goal scorer in that spot. If I'm them, if I'm the front office, I trade Jimmy Vesey 
They just got him. Huh? They just got him. They're not trading. Which I know that they're not. They're not. You want to. They're not. Yeah, I want them to. I know that they're not because they're not going to admit that it was a mistake. Now, don't get me wrong. In preseason, he had a really good connection with Sam, with, with Reinhardt. Yeah. Preseason. I, in, I don't know why we haven't seen that so far in the season. Um, but, I mean, there's, I mean, there's other people out there that if you want to put on a wing to score are going to fulfill that role. I mean, they're not going to admit that they made a mistake in the end. But, I mean, unless he starts to score. But at the end of the day, I would, not, I would, I would say for the role that they wanted to bring him in as, and he, since he's not fulfilling that role, I would trade him. Yeah. I, Yo, I think they can. That's I think they could, yeah. I mean, he spent more time in the AHL with the Rangers than he did on the Rangers. It's kind of like a Remy Ellie situation. Yeah, he was definitely. He's like very good in the AHL, not good in the NHL. Well, the thing about Vesey was he he had so much hype for him. Oh, yeah. And then just once he hit the NHL, just didn't live up to it and you know it's that it's that hockey guy karma for snubbing uh this contracted team and then uh you know <laughs> you know um i don't know I, I think he'll he'll be fine eventually but he needs to go somewhere else i i'll agree with that one it's yeah. not gonna happen but I'd like to see him go to a maybe maybe they'll leave him open for Seattle. Maybe you know, maybe. just something. He's a, he's a player. He can score. Yeah, just doesn't seem to produce the chances that he used to, um, or that he was in college. But he he obviously has it in him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I uh. Is there anybody else you want you want to get rid of or want on? Uh, yeah. So actually, I took, I took not not trade, um, but I took a look at um, the AHL roster because you know we were talking before the show started about <coughs> going more in depth uh, in the future here soon um, with you know organization wide, um, you know starting with the AHL and moving our way down the list. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm just saying like, there are definitely players that are on this team, which, and here's the caveat. I know that you want seasoned players and a lot of people like a Nathan Pace or, you know, that played time in the NHL, maybe even had fruitful careers. Like they want to keep playing, but they're just not at that NHL level. Like they go to the AHL and they play. I understand that wholeheartedly 100%. But Buffalo, I think, for what they want to do, probably needs to get a little bit more on the younger side in Rochester. Um, So what I did was I just went through Rochester's uh, roster and wrote down down next to the name of the player basically 
uh, which ones I think should get a shot uh, in the NHL. Um, or that I think, you know, could be good in the NHL and, and that I think should get a shot. The first of which being Sean Malone. Um, talented kid. He's put up good numbers. He's had opportunities to play. I mean, he's always at, um, you know, the rookie mini camp. He kind of has a sort of a leadership role in Rochester. The problem is every time he's gotten a chance in Buffalo, he's been injured. And they step back down, and then they don't look at him for the rest of the season. He's healthy. Yeah. Rochester, he plays very well. I mean, he's a left-handed center at six foot, 190 pounds. I mean, plus, plus, Buffalo, born and raised, West Seneca. That was the area very well. Everybody loves a good, you know, homecoming story. I mean, he's not, he's like 20, I think he's 25 years old. 25, 26. So like, he's still on the younger side. He really hasn't, you know, taken that much. It's just, it's just like these consistent injuries. So I'd love to, I, I mean, he could be a third max fourth line minimum type of a player you know and if you get rid of these players that i talked about before like if i had gotten rid of them malone would be a guy that i would bring up just because no that's not gonna be a grind line that's gonna be you know another scoring line so i bring up malone um last year i think you kind of like low-key the sabers darling um in in the eyes of the fans at least uh, but got sent back down, surprisingly, to Rochester, Tage Thompson. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he's so, f- so far from what I've seen, has done pretty, pretty well, fantastically um, in Rochester. I mean, points is the name of the game, and, and that's what he's been putting up. Next one, uh, Asplund, I think, needs a shot. I mean, if you're bringing up Olofsson, you can't have a conversation about Olsen without somebody bringing up Asplund. You can't talk about Asplund without people bringing up Olsen. Like, I know they play two different positions and they're, you know, they're very different, you know, players, but like, it, like it, it almost seemed like they were tied at the hips or like they were connected at the hips because you couldn't bring up one without the other. So I think he deserves a shot. I mean, he's a center. Um, his team seems to be stacked at center. So, um, you know, fourth line, like I said, if you're getting rid of these guys in the future. Um, Casey Fitzgerald, uh, potentially with a shot, and Casey Nelson, um, just in terms of defense, if you're getting rid of, uh, you know, Candela and um, Bogut. You know, obviously you have a lot more defensemen, but I think that they at least deserve an NHL shot at some point in the future. Um Kind of like how Gilmore has has had his shot this off or this season so far. He's only played in I think one game, but did pretty well. But um, you know, just just looking at in the future, even though um, Fitzgerald much younger than Nelson. I mean, Nelson was born in '92, so he's getting up there in age. But he he's you know he's not there yet. And then the only other thing that I had to say was um, that I like the fact because we just talked about this a couple weeks ago in terms of how teams are handling or how Buffalo is handling injuries this year. Um, starting Ukepekin in actually, I don't know if you saw that or not, but they sent him down to Cincinnati to, to kind of face him back in 
playing and stuff. So I think he's starting in Cincinnati, actually. I don't think he's like a backup. I mean, he's obviously they want him to play. So he's oh, God, yeah. Um, I think he definitely, by the end of the season, if he doesn't get hurt again and he feels 110%, um, I think he is uh, in Rochester. Also, if, I mean, also if they're doing, I mean, I didn't have this written down, but also if they're going to make a playoff push, I guarantee you Dylan Cousins is in Rochester by the, by the AHL trade deadline. He's in Rochester. I almost guarantee it. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen this, but I mean, he's in the WHL. He's playing for Lethbridge, but I mean, he doing, he's doing well. Let's just say that he's doing well. <laughs> Golden points. So, yeah, that's – I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I said, for the AHL roster, I just went through – I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of names. I mean, when we talk about the AHL in the future, there are a lot of names for guys that I just would get rid of. I mean, a lot of them are going into – a lot of them, you know, like Smith, uh, Dalton Smith and um, – uh, let's see, Dalton Smith and – Into contract years, and they're going to be UFAs at the end of the year. I just let them go, but um, yeah, Rendell, another guy, he's going to be a UFA. I don't know if Kevin Porter will be or not, but yeah. So I mean, like when when we talk about it in the future, we'll get more in depth with it. But um, I don't know. Are there any moves that you would want to make for Toronto? Well, luckily, I didn't go in and uh, luckily for the listeners, I didn't go in as in depth as you did on this. Yeah. Uh, there's only one move that I want to make, <laughs> and it's CC for literally anything. Picks. That's it. No player. I don't want any player. Just CC. Get rid of the contract. Right. We got him to have a contract. His contract isn't huge by any means. It's it's reasonable. But when you have a player that can, you know, we've got Lilligren chilling down in the AHL. He can come up. Um, Sandine, he can come up. We got players that can come up and play. Yeah. I, you know, not so much. I don't know. Uh, I just I don't see why we don't do it. Yeah, I mean, you guys, have, you guys have a lot of talent just sitting in the AHL that's being held up. Like, like that can't be called up just because you have other people that really aren't doing that well in the NHL just sitting in those positions. Yeah, the only reason I can see us keeping CC on is to have another spot there that we don't have to protect for the draft. That's it. You know, because I think he's got two years. I think we signed him to a two-year contract. Okay. And – why Why else would we do that and keep Lilligren and Sandine out? I don't know. But I would like to see them do that. To me, it, it's not worth it. Sandine and Lilligren are people you can bury you need, if you need to. Or if we lose one, we lose one. Not a big deal. Um, they're league minimum players. That's what we need. We need cap space. Right now, if something were to happen to one of our guys – uh, we don't have much to do. We don't have much we can do. So that's really the only thing I want to see. 
Um, obviously, those are both AHL players. As, as you did, I went through the roster and kind of looked at it and just got major heart on because I love the Marley's roster with all my heart. Um, but next year, hopefully next year, I don't know if you've paid attention to the Peterborough Peets. Well, SDA and Nick Robinson are tearing it up. I think Robertson's got like, last I checked, it was like 19 points on like 12 games or some nonsense. It was just stupid numbers. Hopefully next year they can either, they might be able to, honestly, the way they're playing, they might be able to crack the fourth line in the NHL. If not, they'll be second or first line in AHL. Yeah. Um, but we've got Bracco. He's ready. We've got – I've said Sandine. I've said um, Lilligren. Um, we have players that are just ready. I'm excited for it. If we lose people, we just have so much depth. Right. Which bugs me because it's the that's the one thing that Babcock blamed – last year when we lost as well. We don't have enough depth. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't know what he's smoking, but the Leafs probably have the best depth in the NHL. They just do. I, I, I can't think of another team that's got yeah. as much as the Leafs do. I mean, Buffalo, um, Buffalo, like, just started getting depth. Yeah. Off season. I mean, but like I'm, we talked about, yeah. the Leafs have been building this team for close yeah. to 10 years. I mean, that's why I said, you know, there's, there's, there's players that are even for Rochester that I want to see in the NHL. I want to see get, like, a fair crack at the NHL. Uh-huh. CJ Smith in with the rest of them. I don't really like CJ Smith. I'm not a fan of him, but. Also, you can't really afford to lose these guys just because Rochester is that good of a team in the mm-hmm. AHL where they're consistently competing for, you know, the playoffs. And they're consistently in the playoffs. Which people don't um, – people don't pay enough attention to the AHL because I understand, you know, the season, it's still competitive. Right. But the talent isn't as high. That's the whole point. Right. But when you get to – the championship or you get to the playoffs yeah very exciting it's it's talented it's all talent it's all nhl talent um these players could all be up not all of them obviously but most of the majority of the team could be called up so you see these teams you have somebody that comes off of winning winning a championship in the ahl and is going to start in the nhl you don't think they're going to come out with you know hey this championship mentality they're going to oh yeah I mean, you even see right before the uh, – because the AHL deadline is like, what, a week or two after the NHL deadline? Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, you see you see the NHL teams – because, I mean, like, like, cool, we're all excited for the NHL deadline, but everybody's really excited. Like, if you're, if you're really a fan of hockey um, or of, like, American hockey, I mean, like, you North American hockey, like, you know, like, the AHL deadline is like – who's getting sent down 
because you have to be sent down before the deadline in order to qualify for to be able to play in the playoffs, which uh-huh. is what like we sent Tage Thompson down and he played in the playoffs and um, well we called him up and then called him down or put him down, sent him down or some some weird like everybody's like making their moves and and stuff like that. So like everybody's like really excited to see like the AHL just because it's you know I mean that is your talent pool. That's your immediate talent pool. That's who's getting called up if you have a, a vacancy or an injured player. And that's, you know, where you at least want your picks to end up. Because even if they don't make it to the NHL, like the AHL is still meaningful. Oh, yeah. No. But, I mean, I mean playoffs, I mean, rivalries in the AHL are very electric and very exciting. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Buffalo, or not Buffalo, but Rochester and Syracuse specifically, very exciting very history i mean they're both consistently playing each other in the playoffs year in and year out and sometimes you know one year rochester wins and the next year syracuse wins and that you know it keeps flipping back and forth so i mean i want to go to a rochester game i want to go to a rochester syracuse game i've never been to an ahl game before um i'd love oh, it's fun yeah i mean it's it, i mean it is a fun time like you said it's fun but it's also talent and you do see nhl teams sending down nhl talent to make sure that their AHL team wins too. And that's the thing a lot of people that don't pay as well of attention to hockey or don't know about hockey is that you are managing, you're managing an organization. You're managing multiple teams. Uh-huh. You know, like Buffalo doesn't, or Buffalo does have the ECHL affiliate. We don't have that much of a say. We can send players down and bring them back up, but it's more so up to Cincy in how they deal with, I mean, you have a little influence, but more so you have you have a lot more influence in rochester and in buffalo the main club you know with how you're handling these players and and stuff like that but just yeah i mean lower leagues are a lot more exciting than than people give credit for i agree but well there's only one more thing i want to ask you all right um have you been paying attention to the calder race Oh man. Uh, not that close of attention. I know we've talked about it a couple times before. Uh, I've seen some mentionings of it online, but I really don't start paying attention to uh, awards. And you know, would you like to? Would you like to take a guess as to? the biggest surprise I'd say in the top five right now. Would I like to take a guess or do I have to take a guess? Cause if oh, I have, you got to take a guess. If I have to take a guess. All right. So I'm assuming it has to do with one of our two teams. Is it now? Yeah. I have ish. A, any hints? Ish. Ish. Yeah. I don't know. Alexander. Nylander. <laughs> he's he's uh I think the top top player right now has eleven. He's at seven points. It's too early in the season for any of this. <laughs> well, I know, but Mikheyev is actually um one of the top names up there. Yeah. Uh, Olafson kind of died off a little bit here, but he'll get back to it. A little slump after a hot start, no big deal. 
Um, I still have Olofsson as my pick um, as much as I would like Mikheyev to win. Um, just because he's, I don't know, he's just a beautiful soul. I don't think I've ever liked a rookie, like a nobody rookie, like not, you know, just dragged out of nowhere. Right. More than I like Mikhaev. Yeah. He's he's good. He makes smart plays. And he loves soup. He loves soup. I did see that. What, what's there not to love, you know? But, okay. but, yeah, I just figured, you know, I'd ask you how you're feeling about Nylander and – now that your boy they got four Nylander just got his first NHL goal. He's got a few points on the season though, don't he? Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. I mean, like I said before, pucks and pucks and points. <laughs> pucks and points is is all <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not mad about the trade. Like he didn't work in Buffalo. No, no, it was a good trade. We've talked about it. I, I like the trade a lot. Um, You're going to. Buffalo didn't need a forward like him. They needed a defenseman. There's not too many, but a lot of them should be on their way out soon. A lot yeah. of them about one trade, and I think there's going to be multiple trades. There will probably be a few. Um, and what they're going to wait for is they're going to wait till – they're probably going to wait till trade deadline, see yeah. where they're at in the standings. Yeah. And, and see what they need to do. See if they're going to be a buyer or a seller. I have a feeling they're going to be a buyer. I hope they're going to be a buyer. I hope the standings stay about right where they're at right now so the Leafs and Sabres can play first round. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Maybe we'd even catch a game or something. Who knows? Might fly up for it. But it'll be, um, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey. I mean, we're still, we're still what, 70 games? No, not quite. Most teams have played about 18 or close to 18 games, 15 games, sorry. Um, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. I think technically we're just under a quarter of the way there. So, I mean, that puts us at about 67 games, so – yeah, good stuff. But is there anything else? No, the sleep. Sleep. That's sleep. how I'm feeling. Making the uh, I'm making the trek back to Buffalo tomorrow. So, so. Oh. We'll I'm making the trek to my bed. It's true. Yeah, because you have off tomorrow. But no, I am. I'm going back to Buffalo tomorrow, and uh, it's supposed to. It's almost one o'clock in the morning now, so it's supposed to start snowing there in about two hours, and not stop till Friday at, at night. Nice. You yep. staying for the weekend, or? Yep, staying for the weekend. Nice. Chelsea will be there Saturday. Yep. So Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting there Friday, so I think. Uh, no, no family dinner because the grandparents will be in DC. So maybe, but either way, um, either way. Thank you for listening. This is what episode seven, something like that. Seven, eight, somewhere in there. You I know, like 
I'd like to say that we apologize, but he's in Florida and I'm in Pennsylvania. The temperatures and the climates are very different, but we're both still tired. And honestly, it's one o'clock in the morning and we just talked hockey for about an hour. So we'd like to apologize, but we're all going to be in bed by the time you guys are listening to this in a couple of days. So that's right. We're gonna, I don't think that we should apologize for sleep. No, not at all. But anyway, all thank right. you for listening. Thank you guys. Uh, this week, week, an untitled episode that is soon to be titled as soon as you read whatever the title is uh, for the episode. And um, hopefully we will not be as delirious for the next one. Thank you for listening.